The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. Yeah, it's another episode of the Functional Sportsaholic. We are doing a power ranking shakeup. I always have the futures as well for BovadaSportsbook.com. Always love to take a look at how the odds are shaking up. Um, as we've gotten through now the free agency season, I think the last time I did one of these episodes on this podcast, um, we were just kind of getting into free agency, seeing how things were shaking out, um, You know, seeing which teams were going to make trades, which players were going to shuffle around. And, uh, and I think most importantly, um, which teams were going to waive key players um, that, you know, could make or break a Super Bowl run. Um, so we see that every year. And because of that, some of the top of my uh, power rankings have shaken up. So let me dig right in. Um, I am only going to go to the top 10, but let me just say this. Uh, teams that narrowly missed my list, the Los Angeles Rams, who were on my pa- uh, top 10 the last time I did these, I'd move them down a little bit. I'm still a buyer on the Rams. Um, for some reason, you know, Sean McVay, the year after a Super Bowl, the la- when they lost to the Patriots, and you know they always say the Super Bowl curse, the, the curse of the Super Bowl losers. When they lost to the Patriots, Sean McVay spent a season, I think, just trying to searching for his soul. I don't know what was going on there. Well, then the Rams win the Super Bowl, and then last season, McVay was just kind of all over the map. Um, I think that there was a problem with the Rams and that everybody was attacking basically their <laughs> their assistant coaching um, ranks. And so they didn't have anybody in there. I love uh, Mike LaFleur, uh, vacating Jets offensive coordinator, coming into uh, the Rams organization. He has worked for years with Mike Shanahan, uh, who McVay has also worked with. Um, I'm sorry, Kyle Shannon, and then, uh, you know, ran an offense that I think was reasonably productive given that Zach Wilson sucks at quarterback. So I don't uh, put the failure of the Jets um, offense any on, on LaFleur's shoulders at all. I don't. I think the offense was productive when they didn't have Zach Wilson in the game. Um, but, uh, you know, so it goes in the NFL, the, the early draft pick, they'd rather fire a good coach than, uh, than admit that they made a mistake at, uh, at the quarterback position. So let's see here. So the Rams, I don't have in the top 10, but I'm still a buyer on them. I think they're going to come back strong. And I think LaFleur is going to help McVay keep it together offensively. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks who made the playoffs last year. Um, you know, I don't, I, I, I you know, it, it's not fair if you're a Seahawks fan, I admit this, they're just not. A very sexy team and then also you know growing up a Washington fan Seattle you know knocking um, the Washington then Redskins now commanders out of the playoffs you know basically the entire time I was growing up that was pretty uh, that was pretty annoying as well so I probably have some negative bias in my head um, that I just don't like the Seattle Seahawks I never liked Russell Wilson um, so I apologize for the bias there, but I do have them outside the top 10, mainly because their defense, I just don't believe in their defense, although having Wagner come back in, that could really shake some things up. So I'm saying, look, I, I know that this isn't fair, but the 10, the 10 list, it's going to be tough. Um, and then I, I don't think Seahawks fans are going to like my uh, my numbers 10 and 9 on this list, but we'll get there when we get there. Uh, then also the Jacksonville Jaguars who I think are definitely ascending. I think they're probably the best team in the AFC South. And I say probably because everybody always wants to sleep on the Titans. Titans had massive issues with injury last year. Uh, their coordinator was awful. Um, I think their offensive coordinator was awful. Injuries on defense. I think they're going to be better. So it's going to be Jacksonville and Tennessee kind of fighting it out. Neither team I'm, going, I'm putting in my top 10. So let me get to my top 10 now. I'm going to start with the number 10 team. 
I'm going to put the Cleveland Browns on there. Now, the Cleveland Browns, by the way, Bavada has at uh, plus 3,000 to win the Super Bowl. So reasonable odds um, across, you know, the NFL there. Uh, look, you know, they can run the ball with Nick Chubb, and they're going to be able to throw the ball with Deshaun Watson. Watson looked really rusty, um, as you could expect last year. Having a full offseason, there's certainty now that he's going to play. They didn't know, if, you know, what he was going to miss and all that stuff. Last year was just kind of a goofy year. The trade happens. I still don't like the trade, by the way. If you're, you know, if, if you're a Browns fan, I hate the trade, you know, given all those draft picks up and the guaranteed money to the quarterback. I don't like it. What concerns me about the Browns is um, it's not their players. It's not their coaching. It's whether or not they, the ownership puts heat on the coaching staff to make Deshaun Watson a star so that, to kind of like justify what they did. And what I say is Nick Chubb had one rushing touchdown once Deshaun Watson took over. It was in the last game of the season. So like they played seven or eight games together. Chubb had one touchdown. And the other games where Deshaun Watson wasn't playing, Chubb had like nine or ten touchdowns. I think he got a run on the goal line. You know, Deshaun Watson rolling out. I, I just don't like it. That's my big concern is if Deshaun Watson tries to play the hero or if the own, the, the ownership and the Haslam's tell uh, Stefanski and, and the coaching staff, hey, you know, we want Watson to have the ball in his hands on the goal line. And given the contract you know, situation there, I'd understand it. But, man, if you run this offense through Chubb, you basically have a direct path into the second round of the playoffs. You're going to make it to the second week of the playoffs just running everything through Chubb. And then, you know, in this AFC, it's pretty, I think it's pretty top-heavy, but it is generally open. You never know what's going to happen, especially if you can control the game and the run game. They also have to improve their pass rush. Uh, they took a step backward in defense last year, but I think they'll be okay. So I'm going to start with Cleveland at number 10. Number 9 on my list, the Detroit Lions. I like the way that they ended the season. Um, you know, they their defense was atrocious, possibly the worst defense I've ever seen for probably the first half of the season. Uh, they made some changes. They got better. Um, they also in the offseason got better, you know, in the in the secondary. Um, Hutchinson's going to be fantastic. If they add another piece or two in the draft, that's only going to propel them further. But I like the Detroit Lions. I think that they're going to win the division. I, th I really think they're going to move past the uh, Minnesota Vikings and the win the division this year. But Minnesota, I'm not sleeping on them. I'm going to get to them in a little bit. They're also in my top 10. Detroit, by the way, Bavada has at plus 2,000 to win the Super Bowl. So, um, you know, better odds than Cleveland. Um, you know, they're, they're actually getting some respect. And remember, Jared Goff has actually been to a Super Bowl. And that's a big deal, uh, you know, for at the quarterback position to have somebody that you know can get you in a deep playoff run. Number eight on my list, the Dallas Cowboys. I, th you know, my, let me say this. From numbers, I'm looking at my list here. From numbers five through eight, any of these teams could be interchangeable for me. It's really that close. Dallas, I put at uh, number eight. Um, just because we don't really know what the coaching staff's going to be. I didn't think it was necessarily fair either um, to move him down this low. I mean, it's literally, they could be tied for five. I just have them at number eight just because that's how the, the, the list shaked, uh, shook out this week. I like that they're going to be running the ball more. I know Ezekiel Elliott is gone. They might bring him back. We'll see what happens as the offseason pans out. Um, uh, Pollard will be back and healthy. They'll run the offense through him in, uh, in more situational uh, football, a third and one, fourth and one, third and goal, fourth and goal, you know, from short yardage, they're going to be running the ball more instead of passing the ball more. Uh, that's a McCarthy thing as Kellen Moore vacates uh, the position and moves on to the Chargers. I like what this team's going to do. I, I, I do, and the, def the defense is good. But the thing is, this defense seems to be a little boom or bust. Um, and if Parsons, like, gets injured, I don't really feel like the rest of the defense can 
can play. So that, you know, I have depth concerns there. But either way, I mean, it wouldn't shock me if Dallas goes 13-4 and four and, you know, makes the Super Bowl. It wouldn't. I mean, all of the teams, you know, from this list and down, I think, are that good. Dallas, uh, Bavada has at plus 1,500 to win the Super Bowl. Uh, let's see here. Number seven on my list, the Minnesota Vikings. I'll be quick because I touched on them with, uh, with the Detroit area. Minnesota, their problem last year was the defense. Now, they won a lot of one-score games. They had a lot of come-from-behind victories. You can't count on that to happen two years in a row. So they do have to get a little bit better. Like I said, I'm not worried about this offense at all, even with Adam Thielen moving on. I, you know, Once they brought in Hawkinson at tight end, they really didn't need Thielen anymore. You can see that in the numbers. They stopped going to him. Hawkinson was the number two receiver there at tight end. Uh, Jefferson, obviously, the number one. I'd like to see them run the ball a little bit more with Dalvin Cook. Um, but, I mean, they're, they're a really good team top to bottom offensively. I have no problem with that. Defensively, they they were not good last year, but they made a switch at the coordinator position, and it's a good switch, and I think they're going to be good. Um, I just think Detroit, and the momentum that organization has, I think Detroit's going to be a little bit better. We'll see how it goes. I think that's going to be a dogfight all year between those two teams. And by the way, Chicago is going to be vastly improved this year. That will be interesting. They're not going to be an easy victory. They're not going to be, you know, lose as many games as they did last season, the Bears. Um, so this this defense, or I'm sorry, this 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 um, division, it's going to be more of a slug match than it was last year, especially at the top with Detroit and Minnesota. Bavada has Minnesota at plus 4,000 win the Super Bowl. Number six on my list, the Miami Dolphins. Now, let me just say this. I'm making this pick uh, specifically assuming that Tua will be healthy. And that is a big question. I didn't want to downgrade Miami yet based on the questions about Tua's health. Let's see how he looks in preseason. Let's see if he gets another concussion in preseason. God forbid, something like that. But what I would love about the Miami Dolphins is they brought Vic Fangio in to call the defense. Now, when Flores left, um, so last year was, uh, was the first year for the new coaching staff. When Flores left, the defense was good. Last year, the defense slid back like dramatically. Vic Fangio, there's talent on this defense. I think they're going to immediately turn it back around. They're going to be very good this year. Next year, I'm, talk I'm telling you, Miami's defense next year will be elite. The offense will be elite next year. It all hinges on whether or not Tua can stay healthy. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But the Dolphins, I love them as a sleeper pick this year. They could really make a jump and be a 13-win team if Tua can stay healthy. The Miami Dolphins, Bavada has at plus 1,800 to win the Super Bowl. Number five on my list, the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, I think I had dropped them a little bit lower in my last power rankings. The free agency impact wasn't as bad this year as I thought it was going to be, but I am a little concerned about them losing both their defensive and offensive coordinator. I think, you know, the promotions and everything, I think that the hires that they made at those, uh, at those positions, I think they're fine. Um, but I do worry about the loss of leadership in the coaching room. Um, they have a couple pieces that are still out there, but like I said, their, their, their free agency impact wasn't as bad as I thought. Kelsey came back, Slay's back, and those are the, really the two core ones I think they needed. Um, so Philadelphia is going to be very elite next year. Um, and, uh, like I said, uh, I think I said from five through eight was a pretty, you know, pretty, uh, even, and I would actually say, I draw that back and I'd say even numbers three through eight, uh, by the way, the Eagles right now, according to Bavada are plus 900 to make the super bowl, um, or win the super bowl, I should say number four on this list, the Buffalo bills. I still have them above the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't like that. They lost their defensive coordinator, but Sean McDermott basically runs that defense anyway. Um, so he, his, his attention is going to be drawn a little bit away from over you know overseeing the entire team but the offense is pretty set they're going to be fine Buffalo I think they took a step backward last year because uh, Josh Allen's elbow was injured 
Um, I was not surprised to see the passing game lose efficiency when your elbow's loose and you're and you need that one to throw, right? You need an elbow to throw, as Brock Purdy knows. Um, you know that's uh, it's an issue. Okay, so Buffalo, I think they had a real reason to take a step back towards the end of the season. I think they'll be back very strong this year. They should still be one of the Super Bowl favorites. And uh, Bavada agrees. Bavada is at plus seven fifty for the Buffalo Bills to win the Super Bowl, which is pretty good. Now let's see here. We got number three on my list: the San Francisco 49ers. Like two in Miami, I'm gonna assume that Brock Purdy can play the bulk of the season. If I had to guess, I think Purdy's going to start the year on the PUP list. That elbow injury, it's going to take a while. He's certainly not going to be ready to start training camp. It took him a while to get the surgery. The inflammation had to die down in his uh, in his elbow. Uh, so that means Trey Lance or Sam Darnold is going to be the starting quarterback. Newsflash, I think Sam Darnold is going to win that starting quarterback job over Trey Lance. I'm just saying, Sam Darnold, everybody gets heat. He played for a garbage New York Jets organization. This is before the new coaching staff came over. I thought the, co- I th- I thought the Jets made a, a bonehead move by getting rid of Sam Darnold for what was a second rounder, although they got reasonable value given where he was at that point. And then trading, or not trading up, but it, uh, basically trading Darnold out for Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson is trash. Zach Wilson was never going to be as good as Sam Darnold was. They basically traded a second, got a second round pick for Sam Darnold and then used a first round pick on an inferior quarterback. I don't get it. The coaching staff wasn't competent. Darnold comes over here. He's going to be with a smart coach. Even if he's the backup, he's going to resurrect his career. But I think he's a better passer today. Um, than Trey Lance, and he's underrated as a runner out of the pocket as well. We haven't seen it because Darnold has been playing on bad teams, Um, and uh, this is the first time he's had a good coach, a good offensive coach in his career. I think he's going to beat Trey Lance for the starting job to open the season, and I think Purdy will eventually take over the starting job unless Darnold just starts going crazy. And uh, hey, there's not a better offensive coach in the league than Kyle Shanahan. I've been saying that for years. He'll have their support in the run game. So anyway, like I, basically what I'm saying is, even if they go to the, what is their third-string quarterback now like they did last year, I still like the San Francisco 49ers. So Bovada does too. Bovada has the San Francisco 49ers at plus, uh, what is it, plus 750 to win the Super Bowl. There's only one team better than that, my number two team on this list. Yes, the Kansas City Chiefs. I've moved them down from number one to number two. That's not fair, right? Well, I think it is because Frank Clark got waived after the the last episode, and I'm not sure if he's going to be back, and the Chiefs need him back. If the Chiefs do not have him, they are not going to beat um, the number one team on my list. By the way, the Kansas City Chiefs are at plus 550 to win the Super Bowl. Number one team on my list is the Cincinnati Bengals. The Cincinnati Bengals, they haven't lost many pieces. Um, They also added some key, uh, or they added another offensive lineman, um, I hope they get uh, Joe Burrow extended. They absolutely need him. Him and Chase, they're the ones that make, they're, they're, they're the straws that stirred the drink. Of course, they have Higgins. They're not getting rid of him. Everybody's thinking that they're going to trade Higgins. No, they're in a Super Bowl window. They're not going to make moves. Plus, the Bengals aren't really known for making those kind of moves and, and being impatient. If anything, they're too patient. They never trade draft picks. You know, they very, very rarely cut or trade players. They kind of just see the contracts through. Um, the Bengals organization are very good. Burrow, without Frank Clark in Kansas City, I think the Bengals notch up just a little bit. And I think Clark made that big of a difference in the AFC Championship game. I think he makes that big of a difference. If Clark does end up leaving and not returning to the Chiefs, the Bengals will open the season as my number one team, You know, pending, of course, what happens in the draft. That, that could always shake things up. So there you go. Oh, by the way, the Cincinnati Bengals, according to Bavada, are plus 900 to win the Super Bowl. Right now, they're my Super Bowl favorite. So there you go. There's a show. 
And, um, you know, please like, comment, subscribe. Tell me what I got right. Tell me what I got wrong. Those uh, Seahawks fans out there, tell me why I'm such a jerk and not including the Seahawks up there, considering they had, they, I mean, their, their offense is good. They can run the ball. They can throw the ball. It's the defense that concerns me. But, um, yeah, some provocative things on here. Not that I'm trying to be provocative. I'm not that kind of guy. I just think the Bengals are a little bit better if the Chiefs lose Frank Clark. And that's the difference. It's that razor thin. One player, I think, makes all the difference. So there you go. That's the show. We'll be back again soon. Appreciate everybody listening. Catch you again.